Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of BG's Broken Record. Uh, my name is Bob. This is Gare. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and we are back for episode three, so that means we've made it three weeks in the world of podcasting, so I'm pretty happy about that. I'm My arm hurts from patting myself on the back. Woo-hoo. Well done, Gare. Um, so uh, we are here, and we this week we are going to talk about our favorite concerts that we have attended. Not seen on TV, not seen at YouTube, like we're watching right now with the Allman Brothers up here, but the ones we've actually attended, um, to see if there's any crossover. I haven't looked at Gary's list, he hasn't looked at mine, so we're going to see if we held each other up at any of these concerts after a 40-ounce beer a couple of times. So, But um, but before that, don't you have an announcement? And what's that? Our first sponsor. Oh, our first sponsor? You take it. Well, uh, it's I've been burning up the phones all week trying to get sponsors. Sponsors. But we do have a sponsor. Uh, it is. Do and tell. We, do we tell. We want to say thank you very much to the Players Club, which is in downtown Detroit on Jefferson Avenue. Um They've been at the current Playhouse since 1920. Oh. On Jefferson, but the club... Is 110 years old? Correct. Something like that, yeah. And we just want to say thanks to everybody down at the Players Club, which uh, is a all-male theater group, one of the oldest in the country. And we just want to say thanks for taking a chance on us and uh, having you guys as our first sponsor. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate that. So this week, um, we're going to dive into something that we we think has kind of formed our viewpoint on music over all these years, but you're going to have to hang tight for one second to find out what that is. Okay, so... Now, I am going to say we're only in episode number three, so if it does seem a little like this whole podcasting thing seems new to us, it is new to us. So you're just going to have to bear with us. And, you know, like like I said in the last couple of podcasts, grab your dog, put the earbuds in, take your dog for a walk, listen to us for 20 minutes. We're going to tell some stories. We're going to giggle, and hopefully you giggle too. And probably from last week, you're still singing the same song in your head that, that was at the end of the podcast, Mickey by Tony Basil. But uh, neither classic a classic but neither one of us saw her live i don't even know if she toured oh i doubt it (laughs) no you know what i bet she did the shed tour i bet she did one of those pine knob um you've got you've got 30 minutes and she probably came out and did that song as the highlight and 15 or 10 other songs and bada boom bada bing and then next thing you know flock of seagulls comes on okay all right so this week we're going to talk about concerts concerts that we've seen kind of ones we consider the best and why um and then if there's any overlap um we're going to laugh about that too so um i'm going to let gare gare you throw one out there i'm going to start and and boy you know the memory gets a little tough after all these years (laughs) but 1982 u2 ah and I want to say it was at the Fine Arts, which is downtown Detroit. Fox? Are you no, sure it the, wasn't the Fox? No, the Fine Arts Theater. It only held about oh. 1,500, right around the corner. Um, or it could have been the Adams Theater, right there off okay. the Grand Circus. Okay. 
a buddy of mine's older brother had an extra ticket, and he's like, hey, you want to go to youth? And I think he even gave me the ticket. I was like, yeah, I know Gloria, that song. Yeah, yeah. And I went, and it was unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, that that is bragging rights right there. I saw you two in a, in a 1,500-seat theater on one of their first tours of the U.S. Dude, that's just bragging rights right there. Well, and I'll never forget because we were on the very top balcony, third floor or tier three balcony. Whatever. Okay. Super small theater. Yeah. And I'll never forget during the show, um, you know, Bono grabbed the white flag, came yep. running yep. all the way up to our tier, tier three. Yep. And I was like, now nah, that guy's a showman. Yep. And he sit, he sat up there at the entrance up where we were sang part of the song, ran down to two, and then back to the stage. Yeah, I said, I'm, I'm like, unreal. Yeah, it, yeah. it was so much energy at that show. I watched Buddy Guy at the Majestic walk out the door onto Woodward Avenue, still playing his leads. And we're still sitting there in the theater, and he's out on Woodward <laughs> Avenue fucking jamming. That's hot. Oh, that's hot, yeah. Um, you know, I saw those boys from Frankenmuth over in, uh, uh, over in I don't know, Kentish Town. Um, help me out. Oh, um, um, sorry, guys. Greta Van Fleet. Thank you. Holy shit. Could they command an audience? So I'm in the same size theater. I'm in 1500 seats, sold it out three nights in a row. These boys fucking killed it. They had, they had the pink lights, the smoke, the capes, the this, the that. They've watched every YouTube video on 70s rock I've ever seen. They look like they can really put on a good live show. Oh, it was great. Okay, you too. So that's a great one. All right, the one that pops to my mind only because the first band I ever saw outside of Cheap Trick, who I absolutely love, they warmed up for Kiss. Not the best show at the Pontiac Silverdome, but when we went to see them in 96, when they put the makeup back on, 10th row at Tiger Stadium. Oh, yeah. To me, that one, that was a good one. Shout it out loud. Oh, my God. When we stand, we stood on the chairs the whole time. I had a bruise on my calf from trying to balance on that chair for shit two hours, and then taking a cab home. But that's a whole other story. Correct. Yeah, we won't even go into that one. Okay, uh, another one that I thought was huge, uh, and you were with me for that one too, was '89 um, Tinley Park. I think the Allman Brothers when they finally reformed. Oh yes, indeed. Yeah, that was, was. But it was like a like on a Tuesday night. Tuesday night. And rented a Camry, a white Camry from, from Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Drank some Olympia. We got Olympia beers from a, Carnival. Yeah, break for our T-shirts. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, best did. campaign, best hook line for an advertising campaign ever. That's pretty good. That Allman Brothers show was good because that was we'd been listening to them all through college. And then all of a sudden, I'm hearing they're going to reform. I got the tickets. You and I went out there. Yeah, that was that was damn good. Okay, give me another one. Well, it's funny because great minds think alike. Uh, I had Kiss 96 Tiger Stadium on there. <laughs> so I will move down to then my number three. Okay, well, who are the two warm-up bands? Uh, uh, hang on. Um, Sponge. Yep. Who um, got Sponge and I can't remember the other one. Allison Chains. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I think I've seen Allison Chains twice then since they were warm up. Okay, so you've got you've got Kiss '96 also. One I know you weren't at. Uh, well, we got a little accident. I'll take over. Okay, as soon as that's put up, we're back in play. Okay, Sorry, good news. Chernobyl there. Yeah, that's yep. all right. Welcome back here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm telling you, Adamant, two years ago, Southside of London, Brixton. Did you like that show? <laughs> Loved it. Talking about it for a year now. Dude, he played, he played the whole Friend or Foe album. He threw in a couple songs off of uh, uh, Dirk Wears White Socks. It was awesome. Cat, 65 years old. It sounded... That, you know what I like about these guys nowadays? They're sober. Good point. They come out. Yeah. They do their jam. They know what they've got to do. And they, they don't F around. They just And then they get off and they go. Adamant. I'm no telling you. No alcohol. No white stuff. Yeah, no yeah, nothing, yeah. Just, um, and, is, and back to Adam and Adamant. Is there... Does he have anybody original? No. Playing? No. Okay. No. It's all, just it's all hired, young, young, hired guns. Young bunch of young guys. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dual drummers. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, they were. It's like it's like the backup band for Iggy on the American Caesar tour. He had he had a, he had a three piece behind him. Oh my God, those guys were powerful. Iggy always had a powers. Now the double drummers for Adam and I was that the norm for him? Did he? Own? I can't tell you. I don't know. If anyone okay. out there knows, let me know. But uh, I can't tell you. Interesting. No, okay. it sounded great though. So here's one. We were not together, but. Um, Boy, I'm kind of just sticking with 82. Uh, Elvin Lee at the Royal Oak Music yeah, Theater. Yeah, you told me about that one. So he had his Woodstock guitar with the peace sign on it yep. and still wearing his white clogs. <laughs> and he Boy, those was, had to stink. Oh, hopefully he used a little odor eaters. Yeah, in something. Uh, he was phenomenal and loud. Oh, my God, was he loud. At, at Royal Oak. At Royal Oak. I saw I saw Thoroughgood and Eighty at the Royal Oak Theater. That was a damn good show. Um, Alvin Lee, The Pride of Nottingham, England. I did not know that. Yeah, I just figured that out the other day. The same uh, Nottingham, England, the home of uh, the band Fudge Tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> true. I, I do not. Know <laughs> <Fudge Tunnel. laughs> you know that now. <laughs> they do a cover. They do a cover of Cat Scratch Fever. Look it up, people. Um, okay, so Alvin Lee, I, I would I saw that show. Tracks, 1986, Black Flag. Nice. Oh, Slip It In Tour, pure dynamite. I mean, you're right up, you're right up at the front of the stage. Hot and sweaty Hot, in there. And it was bad neighborhood. It had everything. Where was Tracks again? Scratch it. Seven and Gradiot. Lovely. Maybe? Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not a good hood. Um, yeah. Bob Mould, 91, on the campus of Northwestern. Tickets were $5. <clears throat> it was Bob Mould and an amp. And an and angry he, And he Mould. was an hour and a half late. Uh, oh, dude, he was so late. Oh, you were with me. I was, it was me, you, and, and Pammy. N- n- no, I think it was... Uh, Ship? Ch- yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have swore yeah, Pam was. was there. Anyways, Bob Mould uh, with an amp. Angry, spitting on stage, yep. and just, just pissed off to be just there. Angry, yep. But great show because I like the uh, I like the anger. I saw him. Uh, I saw him at the electric. Uh, Will and I saw him in uh, over in London, and uh, damn good show because he played all he played all the old uh, uh, Husker Du stuff. And when he was playing the Husker Du stuff, he was animated. Dude, he plays a hundred songs in an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. I saw him. Um, in Brooklyn, down by the Navy Yards, outside, uh, he just goes, talks to the yeah. audience a little bit, but for the most part, still has the uh, the punk rock vibe. Yeah, yeah. He's ang- I think he's putting a new disc out too. He's always putting out a new disc. Yeah, I think they're getting good reviews though. I'd have to check on that one. 
Okay, uh, this one, uh, I have to uh, give my oldest brother, Doug, a little credit on this one. Uh, Alice Cooper, 1986, East Lansing. Uh, he drove up, I drove up. Uh, I was just amazed at the stage show. The Coop finally said, okay, no more new wave music, no more this, no more that. People want to see the, the, the decapitation and the boa constrictor. I'm going to give it to him, and my God, he did. What a freaking show. Nice, nice. Um, saw him a couple other times after that, and I'm telling you, he's a guy that I'd like to sit down with and just chat about nothing. Everybody says he's the nicest guy in the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, I only saw him once with you at the Riv in Chicago. That was that was a funny time. That was a funny show. That was good. Yeah, funny, funny times. Free tickets, too. Uh, and my last... Thank you, Margaret. Yes, thank you, Margaret. Uh, I have to jump on the Replacements 92 Aragon mm. Brawl Room again. Mm. Um, just, it was the first time I'd seen him, and it was just a great, great show. Uh, Mosh Pit, Whole Nine Yards... Did not do that. Was with a friend who went and did it and hurt his ankle, <laughs> John Reynolds. And um, uh, just a great show. Great show. Been in a couple of mosh pits. The one that scared me the most was Metallica at the State Theater. Walked down. That'll scare you. The bass was, I mean, literally, I thought my skin was peeling off. The bass was so heavy. Turned around and walked away. Huh. Um, I don't, I'm not a fan of Metallica anyway. But uh, okay, so I think a couple that you were at with me that you attended with me uh and i'm going to kind of lump them together is backman and cummings at harpo's awesome and bto at harpo's don't know uh you didn't see one you didn't I see a half Back ton of fun i saw backman cummings i did not see bto backman cummings was stellar mm-hmm People, if you've never been to Harpo's, I don't know if I'd go now, but in the 80s and early 90s, it was a great place to see a show. You pull up, always take the oldest car possible because you're Correct. parking on the street up there on Harper. Um, buddy you, system when you're in there. You Keep walk in. Do we, do we see, do we see seen, Johnny Winter up there? Uh, we've seen Guar. We saw Buck Cherry. Cherry um, um, Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. Backman Cummings. I've seen the Ramones up there. Um, I saw Seduce up there. It's not open that often these days. I drive by all the time. Really? And I haven't seen, um, they've spruced it up a little bit, but I haven't seen much going on yeah. there in a long time. Caught two BTO shows up there. I mean, I mean, these guys, they're a thousand pounds of rock and roll. Oh yeah. That, that Tim Backman move. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. Hilarious. Um, so you were at, you were at Backman Cummins, okay? Um, saw Clapton a bunch of times. Um, always, as we said before, blues light. Um, until I saw him in '19 at the Royal Albert Hall, which was pure pure dynamite. Um, I thought his music selection was great. He had a he had a great backup band. He had Doyle Bramhall on guitar. And as I when we saw Lenny a couple of weeks ago, I told him that I. I uh, saw him and i thought it was great and his comment to me he goes I've, I've always gauged clapton's concerts by the backup band he's got if it's a bad one forget it good point joe lewis arena it was awful hmm. his backup band it was like it was that phil collins soft yikes mute, gross oh gross i was i was so bummed out but the one at royal albert 2019 he killed it um nice okay um how many times have we seen cheap trick together we saw him at the Ritz of Roseville. Ritz in Roseville. Uh, Harpo's. Harpo's. Uh, I saw him at the, the soundboard at, at, uh, 
No, that's the only two times I've seen Cheap Trick. Was uh, I saw him at some little Ritz Roseville can and you, Harpo's. Can you ma- I mean, those guys played the f- f- bloody Ritz in Roseville. They would. I, I mean, you know, back in the day, it seems like they'd play anywhere. But, any any place that was a gig to get them out and get did, exposure. Did, weren't they starting to get their credit back in the mid '90s, and they yeah. played the Ritz and Roseville? Completely. I mean, Billy Corrigan was 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 just screaming their praises. Oh, everybody screams their praises, man. Is that the right way to say it? Sure. Praise your screams. You say anything you want. I can say anything. That's right, right. You guys aren't paying for this, are you? Right. There's no rules. Um, so Cheap Trick's always been a damn good show. I mean, they are. Talk about the consummate band. I mean, I've never heard a bum note from those guys. Uh, and I do not know how Tom Peterson can still stand up after 40, 50 years playing with that band with a 12 string bass. That is the heaviest bloody thing I've ever held in my life. It's all he ever plays. It's all he ever plays. He just plays chords on it. How do you tune a 12-string bass? You have a good guitar tech. Uh, you, you have to. Okay, here's, here I'm going deep on this one. One of the greatest rock albums ever, ever created. Saw the band at the Ritz in Roseville. Izzy Stradlin and the Juju Hounds. Great disc. Great disc. disc. Great show. Ian McLaughlin from The Faces. Rick Richards from... Um, uh, Georgia Satellites, uh, Izzy, obviously from Guns N' Roses. It, and that guy just went poof. He disappeared. He's, he's, he's releasing albums or songs online. Uh, nothing, nothing has gotten close to um, that original album that he put out. It was just... And what was that, early 90s? Nah, well... I'm going to say... Because I saw Guns N' Roses. 92-ish, but yeah. he, he had bailed by then. Well, I saw him 1990. Um, uh, what was that place in Wisconsin? Um, was that owned by Jan Janssen? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, it had to be 93, 94 that that came out, I would think. I'm going to look it up here. Izzy, how do you spell Izzy with two straddlings? Straddling, I don't care about his net worth. Um, so another one I'm going to throw out. You you were there for this one with me. Uh, that was uh, Grand Funk at the Joe Louis Arena. Excellent show. And Bob, it's time for a piece of worthless cocktail party information. <laughs> Go for it. Where did you bump into Mark Farner? Oh, <laughs> at the Petco in Petoskey, Michigan, walking <laughs> walking down the aisle. And literally, there is skids of dog food going down this huge aisle. I'm on one side. There's this person on the other. I'm walking. I look over him. I look over him. And he's still got that long, long mullet. Guy's got to be five foot four. Hey. On a good day. Hey. Are you Mark Farner? Yeah. Hey, Mark. Uh, Bob. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, I saw you a couple times. You, you were with me at the Park West show, right? Correct. In Chicago? Yep. Dude, $3. Half the songs were Grand Funk songs. It, it was phenomenal. Um, okay, Izzy, Izzy, Izzy. Where's the Where's the discs? Uh, studio albums. With the Juju Hounds, ninety two. Thank you. Ninety two. Okay, uh, Grand Funk, uh, JLA, great show. Mel on bass, Don. Uh, uh, on drums, uh, I think Craig Frost was on keyboards. I'd have to check that out, but I think he was. Um, now, okay, you got a next one? 
Okay, I'm going to throw one. I'm going to throw one out. You weren't there, but I called you from there. Fog hat at the IROC. You did from a payphone. <laughs> from a payphone. Driving home, I look up at the IROC sign off a of 94, and it says Fog hat tonight. And I'm like, I'm going to go. Lonesome Dave. God bless him. And down the street from Harpo's. And down the street from. Still somewhat the same neighborhood. Yeah. All 100% respect for the neighborhood. It gets a little rough. Fog hat. They, they, it was just, it was awesome. I mean, there was what, 40 people in the, in the place. What does it hold? 50. Oh my God. It was classic. Uh, I'll throw a couple more out and then we'll probably wind it up because we're already at 20 minutes and you're probably back with your dog at this point. Two more that I, that popped to my head, which are actually recent are, uh, ELO at the O2. Hmm. That sounds good. Oh, my God. The sound was absolutely phenomenal. And I remember they called off a tour here because of lack of ticket sales. And this is after he had the publicity from um, Traveling Wilburys and, and, and the, being a mega producer. Wow. I didn't realize that. And, and they called it off. I was, I was talking to um, our mutual uh, friend, the dentist, and, and I said, we got to go to this show. So it must have been, it had to have been. Well, maybe it was 20 years ago or so. I don't know. But um, that was a phenomenal show. Absolutely phenomenal. And then the last show I ever saw live prior to seeing Lenny a a week ago was uh, Supergrass at the uh, Alley Pally up on the north side of London. And that was, uh, damn, that was a good show. 10,000 people. Nice. Yeah, just loved it. So it's a little bit of rock and roll history there. But I, I think the winner of this one, I'm telling you, you too. I think your 1982 U2 story. It, uh, it's, that, yeah, that's the winner. It's in my top 10. It's in my top five. And today I made it my number one, which obviously lists change. But uh, that was that was a young U2 back in 82. Yeah, that's that's like a little discovery right there. That, that I knew a guy over, uh, uh, I used to sell him widgets, and uh, he said he saw uh, Sex Pistols live. And I thought, okay, Dave. And I actually believe him because I know he's seen a lot of shows. Um but that's that's bragging rights right there. Seeing the sex. Oh shit! I forgot the Clash. What am I thinking? Eighty two, dude. Down at the Grand Circus Theater. Fuck. Oh, that was awesome. Did they have a warm up at all? Yeah. Who? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I'd have to go to setlistfm.com to figure that one out. Um, yeah, Clash. Totally forgot about that one. Sorry, boys. Um, okay, so that's what we've got for this week. Uh, this is the end of episode three. So we're almost a month into this and, uh, hope to see you at the end of the month, uh, for episode four. We don't know what we're going to talk about at that point, but whatever it is, it's going to be damn good. Oh, you need longer applause than that. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So, uh, thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening, listening to us. And, uh, we are going to, uh, take off. Peace. All right. See you later.